Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Thrive After Sports. If you're tuning in on Author Spotlight, thank you for tuning in there as well. We got a very special guest. Uh, if you're watching on video right now, you see the gear in the background, University of Oklahoma. We're going to dive into this man's story, but we're here today with Mr. Justin Brown. What's going on, Justin? Man, everything, Taj. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, man, it's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for a long time because you and I connected just, but I think it was probably LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, we're doing very similar work. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, man, before we dive into the story. Please let the people know who Justin Brown is. Absolutely. Yeah. So name is Justin Brown. Um, grew up in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, you know, just like a lot, just like you, Todd, you know, really into athletics as a young kid, you know, playing all three different types of sports and allowing that to become my identity. Right. And to the point to where, you know, was able to get me to high school and excel at the high school level, excel um, and be accepted at Penn State and then being able to transfer and play to OU. And then, you know, the, the biggest, one of the biggest transitions was, you know, transitioning into the NFL. Um, but then shortly after that transition into the NFL, um, I found myself transitioning out of the NFL, you know, and out of, and out of football um, for good, right? Suffering three season ending injuries. So um, that's pretty much, you know, my background, um, just being an athlete growing up with that athletic identity, um, but, you know, falling victim as well to the athletic identity um, when I had to transition out of the league and, and really trying to figure out what it is I had to do that's pretty much what was the uh, breaking ground, right? Um, the foundation of what I do today. Yeah, man. And I love that. And I appreciate you sharing that. I think that's actually a good place for us to start because that's one of the, the things that I uh, appreciated about you the most when we first connected is how you were able to take that transition, some of the things that you struggle with and be able to reach back and not only help the athletes, but make sure the coaches are prepared as well, man. So can you just, just to start out, just take us a little bit deeper, man. What was the process like of you, you know, the last time you stepped off the football field and uh, what were some of the things you were going through around that time? Yeah, man, that's great. So, I mean, it really started probably about three years before I stepped off the football field for good um, or before the game was removed from me. Um, I had a conversation going into my second year with the Steelers um, with Antonio Brown. It's like, you know, having a, you know, off-season workout, probably one of the hardest workouts I went through, Todd, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> we pushed the sled to the football field about seven times, right? Stacked with about 645 pound plates, ran about seven 200 meter sprints, ran stairs, caught over 200 balls, ran routes. Um, and then, you know, after I, you know, finally pried myself up off the turf, right? <laughs> I get back, you know, we I stumble my way back to his car. I get into his car. We're at his house and we're just preparing, you know, chefs preparing a meal um, for us before we get back and we go hit the weight room, right? So, um, we're just having a casual conversation and he just asked me who I was. And I'm like, okay, it's best player in the league at, right at the time between him and Julio, right? It's like 1A, 1B. And I'm like, so why did he ask me who I am, right? Like, so I'm, I'm a football player. And he looked me dead in my eyes. He was like, man, don't let this game do that to you. You're more than an athlete. Like, you're more than that. So I, I shrugged it off. Like, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I guess he's just, you know, dropping some gems as a vet, you know, giving, telling me what I'm supposed to, you know, hear, preparing life after sports. But then, um, Shortly after that season, I was uh, released and picked up by the Bills. Then that's when I suffered my first season and the injury, right? I uh, broke my foot. So now I'm out for about seven weeks. I'm training and rehabbing out in Las Vegas um, at the time. Um, and then, you know, I get an opportunity. Well, actually, before the opportunity to go play in Canada, I'm uh, rehabbing. I'm still rehabbing my foot. I'm, uh, you know, doing some one-on-one drills with some of the football players at UNLV on their campus. And, you know, I'm, I'm running a, like a long post. And it felt like, like a, somebody had just cut my leg, my thigh with a samurai sword, right? So I tore my quad. So now two season ending injuries in a row, right? You know, the NFL goes for not for long. Um, so now I'm just still trying to fight and rehab and get my, my foot's at about 90%. My quad was at about 70. 
but I get an opportunity to go work out and play uh, for the Toronto Argonauts over in Canada across the border. So shortly enough, you know, going into uh, the second week of that training camp, um, I, I ended up tearing my psoas muscle, right? So now all on the right side of my body, three season ending injuries in a row, and, you know, I'm back home on the couch, right? So now depression, you know, anxiety, fear, the whole nine. Um, it, I'm, I'm going through it. I can barely walk up and down the stairs at the house. Um, and, and at the same time, you know, when I'm looking at myself in the, um, in the mirror as I'm brushing my teeth, right? It's just like I, I keep hearing that, who are you? Who are you? And the, what used to get me, Todd, was the fact that I could no longer even say I was a football player because I was removed from that game for three years. So it took me a lot of soul searching, man, a lot of um, just reaching out to, um, you know, different mentors. And I was able to connect with a, a local business owner at the time um, who really just grew a liking to me. He was a Steelers fan. Um, and he was really just, you know, just kind of sharing with me some of his life experiences. He really wanted to learn about um, what it took to be an NFL athlete and to play for his favorite team. And, you know, he, he really just sat me down. Like on our second, you know, our second meeting, he was just like, Justin, you know, I, I understand what you're going through, right, in this transition. And he said, you know, he really just challenged me, Taj, to just repurpose each and every single thing that I used and, and each and every single experience, um, you know, each and every single lesson, right? And just find, you know, and he said that you can use it into whatever it is you want to do with the next chapter of your life and you're going to be successful. So, you know, after that, you know, I'm doing a lot of soul searching and figuring out what it is I wanted to do. Um, a few different experiences of, you know, being a, a junior a high school substitute teacher and then going and teaching uh, subbing for elementary school um, led me to really just, you know, uh, really just want to be able to impact, right? Be able to teach. Now, I didn't know if I wanted to do it in a traditional setting, but, you know, I really wanted to be able to teach, you know, young athletes um, and, and young people, right? Young leaders, you know, just some of the lessons that I know um, that I have applied to my life, um, but more so specifically, not even just applying to my life and, you know, athletic career, but more so specifically, that's going to allow them to be um, successful as they transition, whether that's after they stop playing at high school, college, or professionally, um, understanding who they are, um, and not not more so who they are like on the field court of ice, but more so who they who they can be and the potential that they have in the not only the careers but you know the actual job positions and you know the different things that they can do with the talent that they already possess, right? Because you and I both know, man, that transition out of out of your sport, man, it's challenging. You know the job turnover rate, people feeling like the you know the loss of identity loss of, you know, that, that camaraderie, that locker room mentality um, or that vibe, man. So that's one of the things that I want to be able to do um, and repurpose, you know, for, for the sake of the athletes that are coming up after us. Man, thank you for sharing that, Justin. There's so many gems in there, man. Um, I want to I want to double back to a couple of things that you shared because I think it's so important for, for people to really hear what you're talking about, man. There's a lot that because I've been through it too and I know a lot of athletes listening have been through it. Um, there may be some people tuning in who may be going through this at one point. And I think it's crazy, man. not crazy, but crazy in a good way that Antonio Brown is the one who told you that, you know, don't let this game do this to you. You're more than an athlete. I think that's amazing, man. And that it was able to kind of, you were able to take that and really hear it and absorb it so that a few years later, when you were making a transition, you could really apply that. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to ask you, man, because as you were sharing, you said you started getting with mentors. Yeah. Like, is this something you just instinctively knew to do? Or, you know, did you learn this from some? How do you know to start reaching out for help, man? That's great, man. So, I mean, I think it's already embedded in us that we are, we're supposed to be able to re receive coaching, right? Like you don't get it. You don't, we don't get to the level that we went to without being able to receive constructive criticism, right? So, and at the same time, being in environments with people that are like-minded, um, that are working towards the same goals and dreams, right? That's just something I feel as though just being a part of a team um, since the young ages that we probably played at, 
Um, it's just something that's embedded in us. So I know that with one of the key, you know, contributing factors to my success, getting to the, you know, the collegiate level and the, shoot, not even at the high school level and collegiate level and professional level was the fact that I always went and competed with the best and I always sought the best advice, the best coaching. So one thing, um, just just even speaking to the mentor that I ran into, uh, Mr. Eric, Eric Ames, you know, and just speaking with him, knowing that, okay, he's already a successful business owner of two local businesses, right? Um, this is this is someone that, you know, has some gems about, you know, transitioning, you know, from from maybe he transitioned from the corporate world, right? Transitioning to being an entrepreneur. So, and he was the one kind of telling me, hey, you already have those traits that a lot of people don't, they, they have to take years for them to build, right? So just understanding that allowed me to just really just continue to whatever it is that I wanted, to, that I was thinking about doing at the time, reach out to the best, um, you know, go to the, 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 that seminar, right? Go to that workshop, go to that training, get the information and then figure out how I can apply it to, you know, my situation to go to the next level. Mm, that's priceless, man. I, I love all of that. I love how you said it's kind of embedded in us. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's embedded in us to be able to do that naturally, to reach out for coaching yeah. and to reach out for help. So how did you know, like, once you connected with the mentor, how did you know that you were going to start serving and reaching back to help athletes? How did you reach that point? Was that something that happened organically or did you just start to notice some of the patterns? And you were like, I'm going to do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the heart for to serve was just kind of embedded in me as well as a young kid, um, just growing up in the church. Right. I was one of the kids that was going to be ushering and walking you down the aisle and handing you whatever you needed. Um, so that was just kind of already embedded in me, um, even going into high school and collegiate, just doing certain nonprofit things and helping out with, um, you know, different events as far as with people that were uh, kids that might have struggled, you know, physically and whatnot. So being able to make sure I could help out and serve my community. Um, but that's what led me to just understanding when I came back home in that substitute teaching spot, I just saw like there was no hope. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the kids, they just didn't have anything to gravitate towards. Um, I didn't go back telling people I was an athlete or I played in the league, but um, it word started getting around school and you started seeing those kids that you had some challenges with, they started to give you not an utmost respect, right? Because they're like, okay, he, he went to a place of success that, you know, I want to get to, whether it's in sports or what, what, somewhere else. So that's when I started to see that, you know, people, you know, they gravitate towards people that have been in those spaces. And I started to see that even though, you know, I wasn't necessarily naturally, I'm not the most outgoing type of guy, right? But understanding that it was deeper than me and that, you know, people in my community and athletes, you know, that looked like me were, you know, needing that advice, right? Regardless, whether it was me sitting down and talking to them about my process, um, some of the challenges that I had, or whether it was them questioning me about a book that I was reading about investing or um, about, you know, personal development, right? So anything that I could do to share to them, they were taking it and they were running with it, right? So once I started to see, okay, that's where I can make an impact, you know, as being a substitute teacher, you know, when I can really get into my space and, you know, really connect with athletes and coaches um, and be, I know that, you know, my story would be able to make, be able to make an impact, you know, for athletes and coaches that are, that are struggling with that identity because, you know, whether we admit it or not, you know, you don't think about it when you're in, when you're playing, right? You don't think about, oh, you know, you're just thinking about that sport. You're just thinking about that getting to the highest level. But then, as we both know, when that transition comes, you do struggle. We all do. You know what I mean? So um, it's just trying to help them, you know, before they, they get down that path of just being, um, you know, just being an athlete and having a difficult transition, you know, just giving them some gems and letting them understand, okay, these are certain things that's going to help you. Not It's not necessarily that you're not going to struggle with it, but you're going to go through the process a lot smoother than, you know, me and you probably have. Mm, that's exactly it, man. I love that you took the time to actually put together some curriculum. Because one thing you start, I'm sure you see this too. There are a lot of athletes who are starting to step up and say, hey, I struggle too. And I want to help the next generation. 
But one thing that I, you know, I immediately respected about you when we connected is that you had a game plan because you already had a system lined out, man. So, I mean, I know we could be on here for hours talking about that, but can you give people just a little glimpse into, you know, some of your processes, um, you know, like what, what advice or what, what kind of uh, methods do you use to help an athlete go from I'm completely lost to getting through that transition successfully? Absolutely, man. So there's a few different tools that I use. Um, well, one of the things that I just came out with back in December um, was my dive playbook, right? So that's the book um, that really just talks about, you know, defining who you are, right? On the field, quarter ice, outside the field, quarter ice, um, in your community, right? Your core values, what it is you stand for, investing in yourself, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, um, like we said, seeking those environments, you know, that are going to bring the best out of you, excuse me, those investors or mentors, um, adding value once you start to figure out what those strengths are, once you start to figure out how you can contribute on the field, quarter ice or in your community, and then executing, right? Executing through people that are going to help you execute or a system. So that's one of the things that I'm that that I you know attach along with my my speech. Um, but then at the same time, I also use um, a tool called you know the DISC assessment, right? And now this assessment, again, going back to your identity and understanding your strengths and talents to help you be able to transition not only into that career, but more specifically, you know, the job within that career, right? Whether that's the person that's a manager position, right? Whether that's somebody that's more so. Um, just supposed to be dealing with a lot of people and interacting with people, um, whether that's somebody that's really great with the pace and can be consistent um, and can be very supportive or whether it's somebody that's, you know, very, very meticulous and systematic. So once you're able to then, you know, go through this system and take this tool, it really just it, it, it points out, you know, some of the challenges that you might have, some of those blind spots. But then it also points out, you know, the areas where you're going to you know succeed and the areas where you're going to excel. So that's just the three different tools that, I, that I'm able to, you know, package in together and be able to service um, athletes and coaches. And, you know, one of the main ones is, is that disc assessment, because that's one of the things that allowed me to understand that there was actually power, you know, in being introverted, right? There was power in um, being somebody that like to be supportive, right? Because especially in, in where we come up um, in, in, in environments we're from, being introverted, right? And being a supportive role and being somebody that's, you know, a little bit more um, to themselves, that's not glorified, right? And it's not, it's always being extroverted, being the one that makes the decision, being the one that's kind of outgoing, right? So, and once being able to understand, okay, there's power in each and every single form, right? In each and every single characteristic or each and every single form of leadership, once you're able to understand that, that allows um, people to really just tap into who they are, be as authentic as they can be to themselves and excel at whatever it is they want to do. So that's the, you know, the areas that, you know, in different tools um, that we use at Value Solutions to be able to provide services for athletes and coaches. Man, I love that, man. I love that how you touched on introversion and that being a strength because that's something you don't hear talked about, especially like you said, when you come from a certain background, um, especially even if you just talk about the athletic community alone, you know, you wouldn't, and you, nobody would think it, man, by listening to us speak, nobody would guess that both of us were introverts, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like we can get on here and articulate ourselves, but that's only because we care about what we're sharing and we're trying to help right. people. Right. But just like you, man, there's nothing better than just complete silence and just reading a book or something. That's Gotta it. love it, man. That's it, man. That's it. That's it. And I think, like, like you said, man, because, like you said, especially as athletes, we, we don't. It's not glorified. But then that's why you have a lot of athletes that, like, are even coming out now saying, "Hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm stressed or I'm depressed or I'm anxious," because you're, you're trying to live up to the external expectations, to you know what people say you should, how you should be acting. You know what I mean? And that puts a lot of stress. And that's another thing about the tools. Like, it's about making sure that if, if whatever, regardless of whether you're, um, you know, whether you're being natural to yourself or you have to adapt. What is going, what's causing you the most stress? Because if it's causing you stress, you gotta be able to put a system in place or put people in place that are gonna help cover that blind spot. Because if not, you're gonna be stressful and nothing happens when you, you know, you're stressful at any point in your life. So um, yeah, that, I'm glad you touched on that, man. 
Yeah, bars. That's all I have to say about that, brother. That was bars right there. Um, I want to dive more into the no no pun intended. Dive more. Dive into the dive playbook, man. Yeah. About your book, man. How did this come about? Because you're already doing great work when you and I have first connected. I think you might have told me when we first connected, you were either working on the book or thinking about working on the book. Yeah. And here it is, man. The book is officially out. I think it came out uh, right around the holidays yeah. of 2020, right? Yeah. So what was the thought process behind that, man? Because, you know, I just came out with my book around the same time. I want to hear, I always love to hear author's backstory. Like not everybody, you know, it may seem like it because we're in those networks of people who are writing books, but yeah. what, what goes into that? What was your thought process and why did you decide to write the Dive play, Playbook? Yeah. That's good, man. So I wanted, like I said, I wanted to be able to um, repurpose, right, my challenges, um, repurpose some of the stories and some of the things that I know we're able to help, you know, high school athletes, right? That's what it's targeted towards, you know, middle school, high school athletes really understand, you know, understand the back end before they even get into it, right? So understand this is what you need to do, not only to, you know, help excel on the field court rights, but also, you know, as a person, right? Um, so that's, that's pretty much how that came about. Um, I was working on the book for about, I'll say, at least about a year and a half before I actually put it out. Um, and then even before I put it out, it was, you know, especially with COVID and whatnot, um, I was really sitting on it at that point. And I was just like, and you know, people were saying, hey, wait till everything kind of blows over. But me knowing myself, me being a perfectionist, I would have waited year two, two years from now, just try to make sure everything was ironed out. So I, I really just wanted to set a date, put a date on it and, and be able to put it out there um, and just have it to be something that I could build off of, right? And just saying, okay, this, this is the first book first project, um, but being able to have something to be able to build off of. Um, and again, just add value. That's the that's the main thing. And just the um, response that I've been getting off of just from the selling and even just from, you know, ha having it to be like a, um, being like an opening card, right? Being something to where people can say, okay, this is an introduction to what, what it is that I'm about and what it is that I'm, you know, that I'm bringing to the market, right? About identity, understanding who you are um, and continue to have that personal development, personal growth um, as you transition to the different levels. Mm, yeah, I love that, Justin. That's huge, man. I love how you touched on not delaying, yeah. right? Like, because you could have easily, uh, like you said, being a perfectionist, take some time. And I think a lot of people get caught up into that. Oh, it has to be perfect. Not that you want to put out some trash to people who don't respect it and want to read it, but it has to be a certain point where you have to let it go because every day it's not out. It's not helping people. So I'm glad that you went ahead and did it, man, because now your book is out there in the world, helping people, helping spread your message. Um, so many gems there, man. You even talked about, I love how you shared that it's, it gives you a glimpse or gives other people a glimpse into who you are and what you're about. You know, you show up at an event, other people might be handing out their business card, but you're handing people a book. Yeah. That's a totally different ball game, yeah. you know? And it's like, there's no way people, people look at it as like, let's be real, especially as a young black man, it's great for anybody to write a book, but as a young black man, I think it holds a little more weight. Yeah. And when people see that you have a book, they're like, there's no way you can't be serious about what you're doing. Well, you took the time to write a book about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. That's the icing on the cake. That's it. That's it. Another thing I wanted to, to touch on, man, is um, your thought process behind having curriculum and sharing information with coaches as well. Because it's one thing to put it all on the athletes and, you know, help them get prepared. But you're like, I, I want to step in and make sure the coaches are doing their part, too. Um, what was your thought process behind that, man? Why is it so important for the coaches to be involved in that transition or at least be helping prepare athletes for that stage? Yeah, because, and you notice, the coaches are the ones that they're around the most, right? Um, especially once when you're talking about going to co the collegiate level, it's your strength coach and your position coach. That's the ones you're going to see more than your head coach, more than the teachers, right? More than, and, and probably academic advisor, right? Um, but those are the ones that, that are around you the most. And whether they believe it or not, or and I'm sure they understand it because they won't get to that position unless they do, but they're, they impact, they have an impact on your life, 
I can remember a lot of the lessons that, you know, a lot of my coaches um, taught me from, you know, the, the, the peewee level all the way to, um, you know, the coaches that were at, you know, the Steelers and the Bills, right? Like I can still remember, you know, Coach Richard Mann saying, hey, rookie, save your money for a rainy day. You know what I mean? Like save your money for a rainy day. And, he, and literally sitting there and then you hear the stories about, you know, people that didn't do that. You know what I mean? So like it's, it's so many different nuggets that coaches drop, but I also wanted to make sure that the coaches understood that they really play a pivotal point and a pivotal role in that transition process. All right. So just when you, when you introduce to an athlete that, Hey, you should also not, not prepare and have a plan B, right. Cause that can get, that's a different topic and, and how you, you know, you probably should be focusing on plan A to, and plan A is your plan B, but just understanding that you have an identity outside of your sport, right. Just, just, Hey, what, what hobbies are you doing outside of ball? Right. Because it might be that hobby that leads into, you know, that, that, that job interest or that, or that, um, that business that you start up right so just and at the same time a lot of the reactions i'm getting from coaches is like man i never even looked at my life like this like a few ad's are just like yo i, I want my i want my students to understand this i want my athletes to understand this because this just this just kind of changed the way that i thought about how i can best serve them so and if i'm learning this at 45 right 50 then i know for a fact it's going to be something that they can be able to use as a tool at 18 19 years old right 17 18 19 years old so um I know that, you know, like we said, it's about leadership, but we have to also kind of prepare the leaders. And, you know, and especially some of the coaches being like, oh, he's a young kid, um, but they also have to respect that, okay, he's also played at some high levels. He's been around some high coaches. Um, so, and just understanding that this is pivotal um, in transition with student athletes. So, and even with, um, you know, collegiate athletes and professional athletes um, and, and understanding that they play a pivotal role and that they need to get the same type of information so that they can sprinkle it in as they're going through the meeting rooms or as they're just having a casual meal at the coach's home or, you know, as they're just, you know, passing by, they can just start to talk about different things outside of ball. Oh, man. So important, man. So important. you could just drop the mic. We can end the episode right there, man. There it is. Boom. But look, man, I, I think that um, I think that's huge because I know a lot of people who tune in to, to Thrive After Sports, you know, as current athletes, former athletes, uh, parents of athletes, coaches. So I know some coaches, you know, what you just shared is definitely resonating with the coaches. Um, even on Author Spotlight, man, we have a lot of coaches who write books. So they're hearing you. And even though they may have written a book on leadership or whatever they wrote the book about, now they're having that different perspective of, oh, I need to get them prepared for life after too. Yeah. So I, I get excited when, when I hear stuff like that being shared, man. I thank you for sharing that because whether it's, you know, in the next couple of weeks or 10 years from now, when someone listens to this or watches this video, that's going to have an impact on them. So yeah. thank you for that, man. No doubt, man. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. Before we get out of here, I have one last question for you, man. What is next for Justin Brown? I know you're going to be writing more books. <clears throat> That's a given. I know you got more books in you. More books are coming out. Um, but what can people expect moving forward with you? Oh, man, great question. So, I mean, moving forward with, with Value Solutions, everything going with, with me is just continue to build off of, you know, the momentum from the book, um, being able to put out courses. Um, also, like you said, work and putting it going into the works and going a little bit deeper into that transition and maybe write, writing more books, um, doing more certain, more uh, different courses and whatnot, even with the disc tool, because um, I've been getting a lot of good responses and good feedback. Now, COVID did slow a little bit uh, down as far as with, you know, in-person opportunities, but even virtual opportunities, um, you know, with doing trainings, right, about leadership, about identity, um, really just peeling back the curtain, especially during this time, has been very beneficial because a lot of coaches, a lot of ADs are saying, hey, our, you know, our players never even thought about sports stopping, right? And I'm like, and I've never told an athlete that's been going through this, hey, I know what you're going through, because I don't. We, we don't know how it feels to wake up one day in March and be like, all right, no spring ball, no seven on seven, no no campus, no tours, no none of that. 
But one thing we both know is I, I know how it is to, for sports to stop for good. You know what I mean? So I, we know that feeling. So understanding and getting it prepared during this time for, hey, this is like this is kind of the precursor of what's going to happen, whether you play five more days of this sport or five years or 15 years, eventually this is going to stop again. And these are the certain small skills that you need and these are the certain things you need to know about yourself and be self-aware on so that you can transition. So just, again, being able to put out the project with the book, um, building off of that and be able to come out with courses, just and also just being able to add value, free courses, be able to you know add value to high schools, um, and then being able to come back on top of that with more identity um, content, books, and courses, um, really focusing on that identity and, and helping in that transition aspect with the DISC assessment. Mm, yes, sir. Love it, man. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to, to watch you continue to, to run and flourish on your journey because now at this point we're connected. We're running in the same direction, man. And yeah. we're, it's going to take a village, like I always say, for all of us to come together and help the athlete community. So yeah. thank you for the work that you do, man. And for anybody tuning in, if you want to stay in touch with Justin and follow what he's doing and tap in with the book and all the other great work he does, you know, booking for speaking engagements, um, how can people get in touch with you, man? How can they follow the journey and reach out to you? Absolutely, man. So you can reach out to me through my website, www.justinbrownvs.com. Um, I'm also in LinkedIn at Justin Brown, Facebook, Justin Brown, uh, Instagram, Justin Brown underscore uh, VS. So that, that's where you can get in, in, in contact with me. Um, we are always definitely open and, and looking to be able to add value. Awesome, man. We'll have all that linked in the show notes. But Justin, before we get out of here, man, thank you again for coming on. Appreciate the value you shared. We can easily go another few hours, man. We'll save that for a separate episode. But thank you for all the work that you do, brother, and appreciate your time today. I know I know people are going to get a lot out of this, man. No doubt, man. Appreciate you, Tosh. Yes, sir. Take care, brother. I'll talk to you soon.